0: Elizabeth! No, Elizabeth! No! Elizabeth, don't!
1: (laughs) This is Left Unsupervised
0: with Elizabeth Morales, your comedic host that's done it all. Actress, writer, director, producer, hairdresser, bartender, beauty pigeon, organizer, rock and roll PR expert, talent coordinator, bookkeeper, hostess, makeup artist, wife mother, and general badass. Now listen as she interviews all of her favorite celebrities, doctors, and entrepreneurs that she's met along the way. This week, Elizabeth is left unsupervised with her guest, Chris Denson. Hey, guys. I'm here today with my buddy, Chris Denson. Hey, Chris. Hey. He is an innovation expert, marketer, recovering stand-up comedian, and author of the amazing number one best-selling book, Crushing the Box, 10 Essential Rules for Breaking Essential Rules. Chris is an expert at uncovering the best thinking across a diverse array of cultures, applying his expertise to the likes of the White House, Art Basel Miami, and Omnicom Media Group. Oh, my God, I'm so tired. Just like, he is a busy guy. He's been featured in Adweek, Forbes, and The New York Times. I cannot wait for you guys to talk to him and get more information of where he gets all this energy from. How are you feeling today? I feel
1: good. Like, as as the great James Brown once said, uh no I feel good you know rested from the weekend um, yeah I, I did a little bit of uh too much tequila last night ooh so that's
0: my favorite how do you drink it
1: this I had it it was you know some LA party and it was like oh you can mix it with this infused gluten free juice and I was like uh, oh uh, yeah uh, okay
0: <laughs> gluten free <So. laughs> it is so freaking LA exactly. gluten free like,
1: uh okay so um you know when it's free it's is for me.
0: Hey, and tequila is always for me. You know, I have these, like, Himalayan salt shot glasses in my freezer, Ah. and uh, the whole glass is salt, so you don't even need the salt. You just put the tequila in the salt. It's got a lining, so it doesn't taste like salt, and then you shoot it back with the lime, Hmm. and it is
1: delicioso. See, I'm more of a a gin and or Jameson guy.
0: Are you really?
1: Tequila's not my thing, but again, it was free.
0: It was Free tequila trumps
1: everything. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like for me, it's like Bombay Sapphire and and Jameson, not together, but just like those are my two go tos.
0: Gin gives me a gnarly hangover.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. that's how I felt about tequila. Mm, really? Yep. Everybody's different. Says, that's so says true. Science.
0: So, what? How much drink are you going to do over the holidays? How are you feeling about the holidays? <laughs> we got to get into that. I feel cause... like I
1: got to get in, in, get down to my eating weight. You know, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's like, all right, let me let me lose 20 pounds so I'm gaining in, in 12 hours of eating. Um, yeah. How much I, candy have you been eating lately? I, you know, I'm not a candy person. So, like, I, I can get away with, like, my little two-piece. I'm a savory, I'm more of a savory eater. So, oh. you give me something with some seasoned salt and paprika on it, then then we've got a problem.
0: Oh, the paprika threw me (laughs) off. I just had a weird flashback
1: of my mom cooking on like the holidays and it was like always paprika she just like paprika was her go-to seasoning. Yeah. It was just like, put some paprika on it. Oh my god. But it's cornflakes. No.
0: (laughs) Hey, give it coloring. Fruit coloring. There you go. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So I am uh, kind of stressing out a little bit. I have twenty people coming over to my house. Twenty? Twenty people, and I rent. Everything. I rent tables, chairs. I mean, twenty-one, by the way. Oh yeah, there you go. Are you inviting yourself? I just did. Yeah, you're more than welcome. Every year.
1: Home after this, I know where to go.
0: And let me tell you, I'm a good cook. Actually, every year I used to make, used to, a huge pork shoulder, twenty-five pound pork shoulder, and a turkey. Very Cuban. I'd have the rice and the beans and all (laughs) that. Now I'm just like sticking to the American, but my house is crazy. Do you know how crazy it could be with Cubans? Like about 15 Cubans in a house?
1: That sounds crazy.
0: My husband's a nice Jewish boy.
1: Oh, that's a lot of culture. (laughs) Do you, is there I a Jewish Thanksgiving a Jewish and a Cuban Thanksgiving? It's funny because like I'm I, obviously I'm black, uh, my wife is white. So you got like all these like weird blends of cultural traditions. And what are we gonna do this year versus next year? And whose house are we going to? We're we gonna do so. So um, whose
0: house is funner?
1: You know, I think Black Thanksgiving is—you you can't, you cannot beat Black Thanksgiving. No,
0: it's like Latinos. Yeah. Be loud, though.
1: Yeah, but see, but see, yeah, it's uh, you are loud. <laughs> we're loud too. Just different loud. There's a, you're, you're a little bit more like a uh, high pitch.
0: Very. <laughs> <laughs> it's a
1: little bit more high pitched.
0: We talk over each other.
1: Ours is like music and shit talking. Like that's pretty much the uh, the the rub. Can I cuss here? I know.
0: Absolutely. Is this PG PG12. It, it is. absolutely. I'm less. not.
1: A, I'm not a big cusser. I, it just on occasion
0: it slips. It falls out. out of my yeah. It's all right.
1: Um. So yeah. It's. Uh, I'm going to say ours is more fun, but. Hers is nice. You know, She's a, they, it's quaint. It's nice. I was like, I'm always like, where's the music? Like, why come, the, why come there's no music here?
0: Okay, well, yeah, I don't get that. Like, and w- my Thanksgiving, it's my husband. <laughs> we have salsa music. We are dancing in the kitchen while we're cooking. There's 50 conversations going on all at the same time. I know every conversation that's happening at one time. And... It just is. My husband's like, "Can you turn the music down?" I'm like, "No, we're cooking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can't. You're like, you know, <laughs> we can't." And then, uh, and then Christmas comes along, and that's very calm, you know, because yeah. I, I have my family coming in from Miami, um, but not on Christmas. You know, he makes a lasagna, and we just have a bunch of people come in and lasagna? out. Lasagna. Lasagna. That is
1: 100 percent not a holiday meal. Christmas
0: day, he makes the. Fucking kick-ass lasagna. <laughs> Trust me. People are calling me already asking me if he's going to make it. And we have all our friends just come throughout the day whenever they want. And they just come in and we eat.
1: Are you like Are you a, like a, a natural host?
0: I am. I love Because it sounds like it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Although, I got to say that as I've gotten older, I'm like, uh, it's <laughs> it's a lot more work, you know, especially you know trying to get a business together and all that, you know. It's, yeah. it's a little bit more challenging, but I have to do it because I'll go to your house and then I'll always want to clean up. Well, that's I, a I must. I, I just... mean, Latinos do that. Well, yeah. I mean, us Latinos, we go to somebody's house, <laughs> we will be helping you pick up the table, cleaning. Like I have some friends that come over. And they could sit there all day long, and you're, like, sweating your balls off, <laughs> and they will just be like, oh, it smells good.
1: We just wait to the end and, like, see what food is left over, and can I take a plate? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, let me let me get a, let me get one more plate before I look at it. Like, one more plate? Like, how many you got already?
0: <laughs> like, I mean, not one more. I just a plate. Oh, so. I buy extra Tupperware for people to take <laughs> oh, home. Oh, it's so generous of Yeah, it. I got to. If I'm going to cook, I'm going to do it. <laughs> and what about gifting?
1: Like, so uh, we got the food and the dancing. Uh huh. But then, what you are know, we like, like, on Thanksgiving, some people, like, they go around the table, like, what are you thankful for? Which oh, is yeah. also very Caucasian. Um, <laughs> 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 what do you think? Oh, come on, man, just let me eat.
0: <laughs> Before it gets cold. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like,
1: just right as you, like, bite or cut into the meat, you're like, what, really now? Uh, <laughs> no, you know what I mean? Could have done this, this on Wednesday.
0: I have a pumpkin that I carved out. It's plastic. It's one yeah. of those plastic ones, and then I have a little, I have a little piece of paper where I'm having everybody put what they're thankful for, so we don't have to do it at dinner time.
1: Like a like a thank a thank board. Yeah, like a little. Oh, yeah, yeah, I like that. Right. That's a, that's a good sidestep.
0: Yeah.
1: Because see, I'm really bad because Thanksgiving. All of a sudden, it's Christmas, and you're like, I didn't buy any gifts. I didn't make a list of who's getting what, and now it's like I feel like I feel angst, like right <laughs> in between those seasons.
0: Well, what are you going to Well, I, for me, Christmas is about kids. I'm like, I'm done with the adult gifts. There's like, if you get a gift from me, you're a really good friend of mine. Like, I, uh, it's more about kids, or else, you know, you're like, I used to be the one that gifted everybody, and then I'd be stressed out about it. Yeah. I, can, I can't do it anymore. But there's
1: nothing worse when you get a gift and you're like, oh, I didn't get your gift. I didn't get you. your, I left yours in the trunk and my car got towed. Yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs>
0: I'll give it to you. Uh, uh, Can I borrow three hundred dollars? then yeah. you like that's a double come up. <laughs> well, I always get a couple of little extra things that I keep in the closet for those moments.
1: Nice. I'm a planner. Uh,
0: I'm a planner. I'm, here. I'm
1: gonna learn from you.
0: <laughs> so uh, let me ask you something. In this millennial era that we're in, yes. I have a. It drives me crazy the. FaceTime, when you're going to talk to somebody, everybody wants to FaceTime you all the time. Yes. How do you feel about that? Is it just, is it a millennial thing? Are you cool with that? I'm like, my hair is picked up. I got no makeup it on. Is I'm weird. like it's- I... It's a
1: weird behavior, like especially you know. I have people do it while I'm driving. Like I'll be like, oh, I'm, I'm about to get in the car, and then suddenly uh, sudden, like such sudden such would like to Facetime call you now. You like, first what? of all, that's the worst angle. Yeah. If I had the phone on my lap, <laughs> 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 you're like j- like jowls, just you know, like my like Turner and Hooch, <laughs> like my face is just like dripping <laughs> into the phone. Um, let it, you know, like I, I want to get my lighting right. Like I'm, you know, uh, it, that behavior, yes, it's it feels invasive.
0: It does. Okay, thank you.
1: Especially when it's, it's like, not hey, I'm gonna Facetime you at four. It's like the phone rings. You're like, oh, this. Is a, and then, especially if you're in public, you're in a restaurant or something like that. You're like, okay, now. What do you do? Yeah, exactly. Because then, then you have you're also having a speaker phone call.
0: Okay. Oh my right? god.
1: Because now you're like in a restaurant. You're looking at somebody. You're like, oh, I just had the best paprika uh,
0: sandwich. I'm the girl that will tell the person on the speaker phone like, I don't need to hear your conversation. That drives me crazy. I don't want to hear somebody's conversation. Proud Latina. I yeah. <laughs> I don't. Do you? I don't want to hear that John had an affair with Mary. And, I'm you know, nosy
1: though. I'm a, I'm a guy you? like if I'm sitting behind you on the plane and you're sending your last goodbye text messages before the plane takes off, are you I'm reading lo- the whole are you conversation. Looking?
0: Are you really? Yep. <gasps> yep. Ooh, that's good. It's always to know. it's always good juice in there. Or I, I will side eye the person
1: next to me to see like what they're what they're looking at.
0: What about texting? Texting like I'd rather do a phone call like a two minute conversation than a. Hour fifty minute texting it back was really and forth
1: funny. because of the work I do on a, on a regular basis. When texting first became a big deal, right? I was like, "This is dumb. Nobody's going to do this. It's so much easier to have a phone conversation." <laughs> now look at it, right? There's like billions of messages that go through every minute, um, and now you're like, "Text me." It, de- it depends on – I hate when somebody asks me, like, a deep question on text. Somebody did that to me earlier. It was like, hey, can I ask you a question? I was like, sure. And it was like, that is not a textable conversation. Like, I need to pick up the phone. I'm not going to spend, like, the next 20 minutes with my two fingers typing you some, you know, thought-out response. I was like, call me when you get a chance.
0: Plus, you don't know the inflection in the voice. Right. That's, like, important to me. Like, I, I'm a communicator. So I need to hear how you're – because texting, you can read it, and it could be you read it totally different than oh, how yeah. it was set. No, I didn't mean that. Or... Yeah, you put your
1: own you put your own spin on it. Yeah. Like, What'd you
0: say to me? Yeah.
1: To, to me, happy birthday. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: happy birthday. <laughs>
0: <It's> like,
1: <laughs> that, like misread text messages have caused many a breakup. I would imagine.
0: Oh, I'm like, sure.
1: You know, you get enough in a row. It's like, yeah, I'm I'm out. Like I don't like how you talk to me. Like I but. It was just a text message. <laughs> okay,
0: so you know it's funny. I had, um, so I had this friend that um, she would read into things all the time, right? And so you would have to talk to her, and before you would, she was like a master. like she had to control everything, and so you would have to think about how you're going to talk to her so she wouldn't misconstrue it, whatever. So, and, and New Year's, she sends me this text, and she's like, "Cleaning house this year, getting rid of all these friends that are just." not working for me and blah 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 and I was like girl I hear you me too cleaning house uh, talk about men's constru she meant it for me and the whole time my husband's like I'm like <laughs> oh my god I'm cleaning house my- getting rid of you you should get rid of me <laughs>
1: What did you do? Why are you such a bad she friend? She thought
0: I had a party and didn't invite her. Oh, it was just like some stupid stuff. And, you know, it's just one of those high-maintenance friends friendships that you're like, you're almost relieved. Well, good riddance. Like, What's her first and last name? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said it. I almost said it. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the thinking of saying that... That being said, yeah, I thought she was telling me, oh, you know, I'm like, she was motivated to get rid of that. And so my husband, at one point, I'm reading that, and he's like, hello, she's talking about you. She's getting rid of, like, she doesn't want to be your friend. And I'm like, no, like, I didn't, you know, and it was all because in her head, I had this huge party because me, and another girlfriend of hers had champagne glasses in different social media posts. Like, who what the fuck you, isn't 13? drinking champagne? Like, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, <laughs> you know, so anyway, I, I'd rather hear the inflection. That's a lot of work. That's a lot voice. of work. Oh, yeah, it was reflection. a lot of work. It was a blessing. You know, it's one of those things, you know, over the holidays I think about
1: who's, exes, who's right? To, with Don't you
0: think about, like, exes sometimes? Like, oh, I wonder what they're doing. And then you're like, at one time you were like, oh, they're the ones that, that got away. And then you... Go fast forward to their lives now, and you're like, You're like, no, they didn't.
1: <laughs> like, dodge that <laughs> bullet. <laughs> Not, 99% of the time, that's like, I dodged that bullet.
0: Yes. Okay, you're like, Ooh. right? And then you think about somebody like, skipped the gym. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> somebody had too much gluten. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody skipped a gene. <laughs> exactly, like <"Whoa."> a chromosome. <laughs> like, man. Oh my god! Yeah, that's Look, that's a, that's a funny territory. Oh my god! Territory. Yeah, I I uh, I man, I dodged a lot of bullets. That's all I can say. I've, I've been blessed. I got a good guy. I got a good one. But, there you go. Uh, yeah, yeah. So. So Chris, I want to talk to you a little bit about where you where are you originally from. Tell our listeners where you're Detroit, from. Detroit, Michigan. Detroit. Oh I my god. I know I'm dancing. There's
1: no official Detroit dance, but
0: <laughs> but he's doing it right now. Yep. If you could see him, he's uh, this
1: is the imaginary like and an imagine it podcast. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 we need a little. De- t- t-
1: t- 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 this is like a beatnik club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So Detroit. What yes. brought you out to LA? yeah? <laughs> what brought you out to L.A.?
1: You know I um. I was doing stand-up comedy at the time. And uh, I was like, either I was going to move to New York or L.A. Actually, I, I was doing stand-up and then I started writing. And I really loved writing. And um, and so I, like, I was either going to move to New York L.A. And I had one friend from college who lives here. And I was like, okay. I came out and stayed with him for a week and set up some meetings for myself. You know, kind of being ambitious. Um, I think I sent out like 50. This is back in the day when you could buy like a directory of, you know, uh, development talent. and You could buy it for like $25 on the internet. And so I had this whole book of like every network who was a development executive, and I probably sent out at least fifty like sample sketches and stuff. I got one meeting on like the Thursday of the full week that I was here, and it was like okay, I got wow. one more day.
0: But one meeting in a week,
1: yeah, one, is one, really
0: good out here.
1: Well, especially if you don't if you know nobody, yeah,
0: and, and you're uh, fresh off the bus.
1: Exactly, and that lady was like, "Oh, who else have you met with?" And I was like, "Nobody." She and she literally sat there and made phone calls while we were in the. Um, in that meeting, the next day I had three meetings, thanks to her. Wow.
0: Uh,
1: none of those panned out. But <laughs> but one of one of the guys is like, oh, this is how pilot season works, and this is how, like, he explained it all to me. He's like, so make sure you're here at this point in time, and let's reconnect in. Never heard from that guy again. Like, to this day, have not. And that was just one of my, like, L.A. entertainment business lessons is like, okay, people, like, I'm a good Midwestern kid. I was an engineer, like, you know, at the time, uh, because I went to Michigan State, shout out to my Spartans. Um, but I was working at Chrysler, and I was like, all right, I'm quitting my job, I'm moving to L.A., because this guy said, you know, to come back out during pilot season. Never
0: never heard from him. Oh, my God. So, I'll show him. Yeah, But you're, you're doing it on your own anyway, right? <laughs> yes. You're doing it on your own anyway. So I want to ask you, um, what is an innovator exactly?
1: Ooh. Um, an innovator, I mean, in my world, I, you know, I, It's a person who is reimagining something, right? Right. An artistic process, um, a business vision, um, just a a different level of insight into an industry. Like the example I'm thinking of in my head on that note is like a guy that I know whose name is Spiros Michalakis. Say that three times fast. Um, He runs the, the, the quantum physics lab at Caltech. Um, which I don't know what that means, but except that he's really <laughs> smart and he was a guest on the show because he was also a consultant to Marvel um, and like helped Disney and Marvel envision like the quantum realm and consulted with Paul Rudd on like what it would be like to be in there and you know helps bring in all this time travel and all that stuff to life in the movies and he was worked on other films as well um, and is also like a professor in residence at the venture fund that invested in the BlackBerry. And it's just like, so the surprise of that is like, okay, kudos to all these folks for tapping somebody who doesn't think like them at all to, you know, to bring these visions to life. So, um, so it's like, it, it might be that kind of hook there's, but then you've got like pioneers, like Nolan Bushnell, who created Atari and Chuck E. Cheese. And, you know, he, um... Pretty much the godfather of the video game industry, and you look at what video games and esports and all that stuff is today, um, that is pretty unique, you know. So, on uh, <laughs> the other example I thought of is a, a guy who's in the CIA uh for 28 years and undercover for most of that time right um and he his region was like africa and and stuff like that so he had a families like he then he had to keep his family undercover and uh he said while he was undercover cuz you go undercover is like you're a, you know you're a businessman or you're working in the oil fields or whatever um but you're other doing covert missions in the meantime and He said his wife ended up telling somebody that he knew how to sing, and he was he ended up in like the second most popular band in Nigeria. Oh my God! (laughs) And it's just like, but then you extract the principle from that, you know, like uh, what we ended up talking about when it comes to innovation is this idea of trust, right? Trusting someone's vision, trusting the people that you're working with, even if you don't really trust them. It's like trusting the process, trusting the end goal. Um, and so, when you look at innovation holistically or an innovator, it's not just the end products and the things that they create, but it's ha- the path that they take to get there and the perspective and insight they develop, you know, along the way.
0: So, so would you say it's almost like thinking outside the box?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Um, I mean, definitely, right? It's funny because I, I, I wrote a book and uh, the book is called Crushing the Box, right? And it's right. like, just, let's just get rid of the box altogether.
0: Right. Ooh, you know, like, okay. For, like, I like Forget
1: about the idea of a box and like, then what do we have? Um, and so, yeah, it's. I mean, even what you like, I, the the series you did, your sketch comedy show on Instagram, right? Like it was we nobody made fun of
0: hashtags. Yeah,
1: no, and nobody was thinking to do that at the time, right? It's like, oh, it's a cool platform. I'm post some photos, and what is that, three years ago you were doing that. So, yeah, yeah,
0: three years ago we did a sketch comedy show for Instagram. We made fun of hashtags. The yeah. hashtags are like the big popular. So that was you before know.
1: like IGTV. You know, what I mean, it was just right. like, all right, well, I see it, some other potential here. And somebody that nobody else may have they may have seen, but they didn't act on it. Right. So, again, it's the process by which you get there and not necessarily the end product because somebody else probably thought, oh, we should do a sketch. What if we did a sketch show on Instagram? Probably thousands of people have thought it. Right. But it's in the
0: actual doing. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like ideas come a dime a dozen, you know, and, and any idea is only as good as it is executed. Exactly.
0: So what? how did you get into, how did you get into, like, because I know that you've done, um, you've applied some of these, you know, expert stuff. You've done something for the White House, Art Basel in Miami. You're part of a big media group. How did you fall into this?
1: Because um, I wasn't good at stand-up. No.
0: are <laughs> <laughs> like, we course. don't want you here.
1: Uh, go do something else. No, you know, I think, again, those lessons when you go to a city like Hollywood and you're working in the business is like, Everything's seasonal, right? You work on this project, and then that goes away, and you work on the next project, and then that goes away, and then you're lucky if you get on a show that lasts for, you know, eight, ten seasons or whatever. Um, And in between time, I would just, like, I I wanted to still eat, so I would, like, pick up other jobs, you know, used to help, like, assist on the marketing for, like, um, the Magic Conference in Las Vegas, or work on a music video with my friend, and then eventually you start working on, like, smaller projects as well. And those smaller projects, you get to wear a lot of hats. And so you're like, well, we don't have enough money to, like, market it the way it should be, so let's figure out a really clever way of doing so, right? How do we create both stories that cut through the clutter as well as, like, marketing and invitations to to that content? And that just – I kept doing that over and over again, like, helping people think of new ways to get things out there. And then that became this curi- – I think as a comedian, right, You're like, you're – you're an observer of culture, right? You kind of spot things that other people don't see, and you right. can you have a spit different those eye. back out, right? right. And so um, I just applied that same thing to you know how business and brands and all that stuff work. So, um, and I kind of got my first, uh, I, I guess, stint in that. Like I was the uh, first marketing director for the New York Film Academy.
0: Oh wow, and, that's awesome! Uh,
1: and so it was a blank canvas, right? They were. It was you know at the time the only film school on a studio lot. Um, they had campuses all over the world, but no real direction per se in the marketing, other than like a ton of billboards and like sides of buses. Right. Um. So this is also a time when Facebook first dropped the .edu. You know? Oh, so, right. Creating a Facebook page and like the social media accounts and like going taking them into other territories that they hadn't gone. And just repeatedly over time, kind of applying that same thinking and mechanics to other in- to industries and entities.
0: And you also have a podcast, right? I Aside do. from your book, you have a podcast, and your what well, your podcast is called Innovation Crush.
1: Yes. And I like how you did the armor. You just yeah. you, pu- you pumped <clears throat> it in. That was like, yes, man. I
0: pumped it up. So you've had amazing guests, right? People that you've interviewed. Tell me a little bit about your guests. Like, what is like, what, what is the coolest guest that you had that maybe you really kind of tapped into what they were saying uh, that resonated man, with you?
1: So, I mean, we have had like 200 plus episodes, but... Um, the, I, I guess tying the book and the series together is uh, a friend of mine by the name of Dan Goods is uh, NASA's artist-in-residence. He's been there for probably 17 years now. Wow. Helping craft missions. His t- official title is visual strategist, but he's a trained artist, like went for to NASA. art school. Exactly. Wow. And he does his own art projects outside of it, but he turns all their scientific concepts into public art ex- ex- exhibitions. And when I first started this show, I was th- and he was one of my earlier guests, I was looking at innovation through a marketing lens, like how do we create moments that like bring you know give brand lift, and and so as we're talking, I was like you realize you're just doing marketing for NASA, (laughs) and (laughs) he's and he's like I guess so, Um, but he told this crazy story about when he was in art school, uh, he had a professor who goes, um, hey your assignment is to draw a picture of an otter, which he did, he turned he's like he turns it in, and the professor looks at it and he's like okay tomorrow meet me at the pool bring your swimsuit, and so he, he. shows up. He has a video screen and he's like, he shows him a video, he shows Dan a video of an otter swimming. And he's like, now you get in the water and you swim like one. Right? Because and, and so mimicking this behavior and it really like anchored in on this idea of empathy. Right? The things that we create, ah. we're creating for an audience or we're creating something like... How deep are you willing to go in understanding what that subject matter is or who that person is that you're serving? Ooh,
0: I and,
1: like this. you know, you find that in a lot of – different. And, and then in the book, I cite uh, other examples of people who have, like, immersed themselves fully into something that they're trying to create. A lot of us, again, have an idea to do something, but we don't do it with as much a forethought or, or, like, pause to really understand fully um, what we're creating.
0: Or that empathy, that empathy. Yeah. I mean, that's a really, I mean, that's a little gold nugget right there, that information. Chapter one. Yeah, I love it. Um,
1: what,
0: <laughs> what can we find in your book?
1: What can you find in it?
0: Yeah. Uh, like words,
1: what? paragraphs, yeah, smart ass. sentences. <laughs> Tell us um, a little bit about your curriculum. book. Uh, it's, it's the sub- Title of it is Ten Essential Rules for Breaking Essential Rules. Okay. So I was able to take you know anecdotes from my guests as well as personal projects and things that I've worked on and organize those into ten principles, almost like a an, a handbook for innovators. And the book was the number one bestseller, by the way. Um, but it was um, so you've got swim like an otter is the chapter about empathy. Um, you've got <laughs> one of, what that always gets me in trouble is put women in their place. Uh, this, uh, excuse chapter seven. me. Exactly right. What? Because <laughs> which is at, like at the table, right? And like you that's, know,
0: you, oh yeah, see? you see. So you want to have a, like there.
1: equal footing when it comes to ideas and creative input, and it's not just a women's thing. It's just like you want diversity of thought in, in anything you're creating, right? And it's like it's the reason why you call your grandmother and be like. Hey, I'm creating a sketch comedy show on Instagram, and she'd be like, "What's Instagram?" And you're like, "Okay, let me let me dial it back a little bit," and and then she may have some other input. Oh, when I was a girl, <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what your grandmother did when she was a girl, <laughs> was a rib, That the metaphor got way out yeah. of hand. <laughs> um, but it's just like a- asking you know asking people for their insight, their perspective on the problem you're trying to solve. Every great innovation solves some sort of problem. So right? being open, being yeah. open to like really yeah, taking
0: in. Other people's, uh, what would you say? Other people's, just their input, their like, their perspective, the perspective. There you go. Yeah, and
1: I think you know, it could be as with all the conversation we're having right now around diversity and inclusion, it's not like a race or gender thing. Is I mean, it is, but additionally, it's also just like the real value is having diverse perspectives, right? You know. Yes, um, I
0: agree, and I, I think I think we're in a time now that it's a lot easier for that to happen. I think it's starting to really come to the table. I mean, there's still going to be challenges, but I think people are more aware of that. Yeah. Now. Yeah, yeah. So, Chris, what do you what do you think are some of the challenges that you've had to face? Whether writing this book, uh, being an innovator, like, what are some of the challenges that you've had to overcome?
1: Um, the first thing that comes to mind, and I talk about this often, is uh, imposter syndrome. You know, it's kind of like thinking that they're, the other people are going to find out you're not as good as you said you are, you know. Oh, I like that. Uh, and so, like, learning to live with that, not necessarily, like, get rid of it, but to, you know, work through it. And, right. and almost use it as, a, as, an, as an advantage. Because I think that's also the same thing that kind of pushes me to some a semblance of or resemblance of excellence. Right. Because I was like, I need to make sure this is great because I I feel like this is how I feel. People are perceiving me. Right. Um, And so, you know, I could very easily let it be something that's daunting. And every conversation, every meeting, every idea I present or whatever uh, becomes this sort of like, oh, they're not going to like it or they're going to blah, blah, blah. So I'm always just kind of pushing the envelope crushing the box, if you will, um, <laughs> to try to, you know, to try to to, to get it through. So um, I, I guess one of the biggest things I overcome was myself, <laughs> right?
0: Yeah. I, I, I Constantly? Th- yeah. I, I'm very presentational. Yeah. Like me, myself. Uh, like that's something I've had to co- overcome is I'm very Presentational and being that I grew up in a certain religion that may you know you had like, you had to be perfect yeah and, and you know so it's almost like this indoctrination so th- throughout my life my challenge was stop being present and Jehovah Witness oh, okay
1: oh. Yeah. oh worse
0: yeah let me tell you a, it was uh let me tell you uh, I've I've um it's been an interesting journey like yeah. uh, now that I I see you know, the indoctrination and stuff. I left that early in my, you know, I told them, I laughed. I couldn't handle the indoctrination. And so I did leave. But but in this being perfect or you're going to die kind of thing, my, throughout my life I've been very presentational, like, oh, my God, I have to be perfect, I have to be perfect. And that was a challenge for me because yeah. I'm, you're not going to be perfect. And now at this point I'm like, you just got to be authentic. Just be me. And whoever doesn't like you, then they're not your people. Yeah. You know, that's kind of like, so that's that's pretty cool. So listen, I want to play a little game with you, but before I do that, I want, um, if you could plug your social media for everybody Ooh. to be able to find you, get Ooh. your book, listen to your podcast. Everybody get your pen out. Yes.
1: Densonology Benson D- <laughs> Spell it. D-E-N-S-O-N, my last name. O-L-O-G-Y, like the study of. Okay. The study of oneself. Or at Innovation Crush. So, on all platforms, pretty much.
0: Okay. So, say it one more time.
1: At Densonology. D-E-N-S-O-N-O-L-O-G-Y. Or at Innovation Crush. And everything spelled correctly. Innovation. You can figure out how to spell it. Just do like a Google spell check. Google search. And crush. All together as one word. No underscores. No umlauts. No apostrophes. No accents.
0: And when are you going to make your candy bar? Innovation Crunch. Innovation Crunch.
1: (laughs) You know? You just—it's—it's it's not as funny as you think it is.
0: <laughs> I see your brain ticking over. I know, because like, okay. hmm.
1: it could make you smarter. It could be like they like have it. some sort of like brain thing in there. Amino Although acid. I might get sued by Nestle. So.
0: Hey, no, it's not. Nothing or close I'll sell to it. it to them. There if you anybody go. from
1: Nestle is listening, let's make a candy bar that makes
0: you smarter. Innovation crunch. Yep. So listen, I want to play a little game with you. It's called two tweets and a lie. And so I went back on your tweets, Uh-oh. and two of these tweets, I'm going <laughs> to give you three. Two are real, they're your own tweets, and one I made up. You're going to tell me which one is the fake tweet. Okay. Okay, you ready? Yes. I give up 30 years of failed Rubik's Cube attempts, hashtag the struggle is real. Second one, styling and profiling, hashtag getting it done. The third one, Still don't know quite when an avocado, an egg, and a piece of toast became $16.
1: That's what it, uh, You know, I didn't think this was going to be as hard. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, this is a dumb game. And I'm like, oh, wait a second. Uh-huh. What did I say? Uh-huh. I'm going to say the, it was the second one that I didn't say.
0: Styling and profiling, hashtag getting it done? Yes. You're right. Ah! Okay. Nice. Okay. Here's the next one. Not to engage in the pursuit of innovation is to live life with a narrow perspective. Hashtag Crush in the box. The next one. Okay, that's enough interneting for the day. Real life. Iron Man flying suit. Next one. Nothing is more frightening in the world than the first sip of tea.
1: Oh, I do. I remember that one because that's that's a true thing. Um, The first one I did not tweet.
0: Damn you! Did I do? Oh yeah. It was hard. It was actually like. Not wait. to engage in the pursuit of innovation is to live life with a narrow perspective. Has Yeah, the like the
1: box. The only reason, I, again, it's weird because I, I actually didn't know. And I'm like, I'm not that like profoundly. Oh,
0: I made that one up. Yes. It was I mean, well I'm done. A... It
1: was very profound. Thank
0: you. Thank you. Okay. Next one. Just saw a guy with a smoothie and a bag of pork rinds. Pick a lane, buddy. I remember that guy. <laughs> 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 uh,
1: that was weird. I got to tell you I laughed.
0: Um, <laughs> What up with the septum piercings? Hashtag can't even. The next one is, your voice is weak, homie. Kind of tired of being judged by the internet. That one. That one's a fake one? Yes. That's a real one. Is it? Yeah. Wait, what
1: is, your voice is weak, homie. Your
0: password is weak, homie. Kind of tired of being judged by the internet. That's your tweet. Oh
1: yes, do you remember I, that? Yeah, I mean I don't remember it, but it's not. Uh, but I do hate the fact that like they're like, oh yeah, your yeah. password is weak. You're like come on, like I, yes. now I have to think of another one.
0: No, that's good. That's three. So it was like it was my I, best
1: password attempt.
0: I did it. I I stumped you. I thought you know it's hard. You should see some some people are like I it's, would have never tweeted scary. that. It's
1: also scary. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's also like wait, and, and like this is, a, this is years worth of uh, jargon.
0: Oh, uh, too. I went uh, I went back to twenty seventeen.
1: Oh yes. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: funny. Usually people get pale white when I tell them I'm gonna get this, do this. They'll be like, oh shit, what did I tweet? Yeah. And what phase of my life was I in?
1: Exactly. <laughs> Obviously, I was mad at. I just, I just, had, I did it today. I had somebody sent me a file in, in Dropbox, and it was like you have to create a password, and it was like weak. So I'm like, come on, man. Let's leave. Give me, oh, my God. Give me a break.
0: You are being judged then. Yep. Well, I got to tell you, my favorite tweet is I just saw a guy with a smoothie and a of pork rinds pick a lane, buddy. Yes. I freaking laughed out loud with that one. That
1: was, that I was, it was, that was a I laughed one. out loud when I saw it. Like, I was like, <laughs>
0: what are you doing? <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, Chris, thank you for coming in. I really appreciate it. You guys, you can listen to his podcast. Where can they find your podcast?
1: At uh, podcast o No, it's uh, (laughs) (laughs) just Google Innovation Crush. Uh, The the website is thecrush.co. Also bought innovationcrush.com for the people who are, like, lazy. Um, But Spotify, iTunes, iHeart, um, Stitcher. Player.fm.
0: So, everywhere.
1: Yes. Every, everywhere.
0: Everywhere. Can you say
1: everywhere in Spanish?
0: En todos los lugares.
1: Yep. that's Yep. Wait, one more time.
0: En Mm todos los lugares. Yep,
1: exactly. Good job.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, Chris. Well, thanks again, and uh, I hope to see you soon.
1: I hope to see you soon, too. Okay. All right.
0: Thanks for listening to Left Unsupervised. Don't forget to stalk us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Left Unsupervised Podcast. I'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening.